0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest, but first, a quick thank you to our sponsor. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is brought to you by International Coffee Farms. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee in Boquete, Panama. They now have 11 fully operational coffee farms, and they are 100% sold out. They are accepting reservations for farm number 12 the idea of owning a safe, diversified offshore investment is intriguing to you, check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back here on the weekend edition. We interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. We have a great guest today. Welcome to the show, Deanne O'Donovan.
1: Hi, Victor. Pleased to be here with you today.
0: Deanne, you run an organization called AHP Servicing based in Chicago, and you do loan servicing, but of a slightly different nature. It's an intriguing story, and I really wanted to share this with our listener base, not just from the perspective of a different business model, but also a different investment model. So how did you get into this particular line of business?
1: I have a a long background in commercial real estate as well as the residential mortgage space. Uh, for my, I started my career working for real estate investment trusts, doing acquisitions and business development, and prior to joining AHP Servicing, the last company that I worked for, I actually set up their servicing team, um, and that was uh, housed under a national mortgage company. So, uh, George Newberry, the founder of AHP, came to me um, about a year ago looking to move from a founder's role uh, into more of a chairman role and bring in a professional management team. So, you know, as I learned more about AHP and the desire to launch AHP servicing, I really loved the business model as well as the social responsibility that underlay the company. So it's been a great first year on the job. We've launched the servicing business and a new fund and really expanded our core trading model as well.
0: So you invest in acquiring distressed assets, specifically non-performing or distressed notes. Talk to us a little bit about that and why that particular model. Why does that make sense?
1: Yes. So the original company was American Homeowner Preservation, and that was founded in 2008 at the height of the Great Recession. And the goal was to purchase loans that were in default at a discount and then share some of that discount with the homeowner so that we could try to find a consensual solution to ideally keep them in their home if they wanted to retain their home, or do a deed in lieu of foreclosure or other consensual settlement to keep them out of foreclosure, prevent that underlying property from becoming a blight in the community. And um, you know, it turned out to be really a win-win-win model. We're a crowdfunded company, so Investors can invest in our fund for as little as $100, and then we use the money from those investor dollars to go out and purchase pools of distressed mortgages. We share some of that discount with the borrowers. So for them, it's fantastic because they get an opportunity to really have a fresh start. Um, And then for our investors, we're obviously still making a return on the difference between what we buy it for and what we can modify or resell it for um or what the underlying property is worth and so it becomes this kind of virtuous cycle for all of the constituents with which we work
0: i've talked with a number of folks that invest in this particular space and as i understand it you're are you performing a loan modification with the homeowner so that you go from having a non-performing note to now a performing note that is of course of much higher value because it's not it's no longer a toxic asset correct
1: that's right. So to, you know, give your listeners a pretty simple example, there might be a loan that has a principal balance of $100,000 and they're, let's say, a year past due on their mortgage. So we might buy that loan for $30,000. And so that's then the basis from which we're working to figure out what do what can we then turn around and offer the borrower as a modification, Um, If they don't want a modification, which does happen on a pretty regular basis, we'll find that they've already abandoned the property. In that case, we'll offer them typically a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Uh, We would then take the property back and sell it for the underlying value, which, you know, in a lot of these markets that we deal in, the prices didn't quite bounce back from the last recession, so let's say it might be worth sixty or 70000 and then that difference between what we purchased it for and the underlying collateral value would be the profit on that particular trade. Um, but our first goal is always to modify the mortgage and keep them in their home if they would like to retain the asset.
0: I love that. You know, one of the things that you do with that particular model is, number one, you preserve people's credit. Uh, you're not putting them through a foreclosure, which is almost equivalent to a bankruptcy in many cases. And uh, you give them the the opportunity to get a fresh start on their existing home and keep them in their home. I, I love that.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And one of the things we really try to do is give the borrower as many options as possible and as much flexibility as possible, because they know their situation better than we will ever know their situation. And so We've really invested a lot of time and thought and technology into making our business model as friendly as possible for the borrower as well as for our investors.
0: And when you're dealing with a particular homeowner, they can get into financial trouble for a myriad of different reasons. It could be that they had a health issue in the family. It might be a one-time event. It could be that they were just unlucky and the property fell underwater. And so they felt that the best solution was to stop paying their note, or maybe they lost their job. And then there's that final category of folks that just don't know how to control their spending. How much of that is a factor in the approach that you take with a particular homeowner?
1: I would say everything you just described is Correct. Those are the most common reasons along with, you know, major medical event and uh, divorce, right? Change in the family dynamic. Sure. Uh, we don't spend a lot of time analyzing the particular reason that a borrower fell behind. We really try to just meet them where they're at. Now, I will tell you we've had amazing success stories and we've started trying to collect some more of those success stories Most of the time, the folks that we end up working with have either had a major medical issue, which resulted in a job loss, or a change in their family situation, and that was the original cause of their past due status, and then it kind of snowballed from there. And so we've had some great stories from folks where They've been able to get back on their feet once we've offered them a modification and their way of paying it forward has actually been to invest in one of our funds. So that's kind of a neat story when that happens.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Talk to me a little bit about the timeline from the time that you take over a file, you go through the loan modification, the note is now seasoned, it's a performing loan and you dispose of the loan as a performing asset. Uh, to someone who buys performing loans. Presumably, you're not going to sell that at full face value. You're going to sell it a little bit of a discount. What's that timeline look like?
1: Yeah, great question. It's about a year typically. So once we purchase a loan, there's obviously the service transfer and the transfer of the collateral file, which takes about a month. And then we aim to, within three months, get that loan modified. And typically, the biggest challenge is actually getting the borrower to to speak with us Because these are folks who are typically significantly past due, and so they may have been down the modification road once, twice, um, or even more with other lenders only to find out that they require a laundry list of information that they can't provide or that's just overwhelming for them. So. We've developed a stated doc modification program to eliminate most of that paperwork. If we can get them to engage in a dialogue with us, typically within 30 to 45 days, we're able to complete that modification. And then we try to season the loan as a paying re-performer for at least six months before we look at taking that loan back out to market to sell, because an investor who's going to buy a reperforming loan, to your point, they're paying more than you pay for a non-performer. So we like to be able to show that history of timely payments.
0: Exactly. So from an investor perspective, you're investing in this. Are you investing in a single loan? Are you investing in a fund? How does that work?
1: So you're investing in um, an offering or a fund. We are a crowdfunded company. So we go through the reggae offering through the SEC, which is a pretty robust process. It takes about six months typically to get approval for a reggae offering. So, we launched our most recent fund in November of 2018. And somebody who makes an investment in the fund can invest for as little as $100. We're open to accredited and non accredited investors. And we do that because we have a very kind of democratic underpinning. We pay a preferred return up to 10% per year, and they're purchasing into the actual fund. So we buy thousands of mortgages. So for them, it's a diversified investment. And so one of the things we've seen is a number of small investors who invest in individual notes also investing in our fund because it gives them much greater diversification. We buy thousands of loans where they might buy one or two to a dozen to maybe a hundred. And so they still have concentration risk because they're not buying enough loans to get that portfolio effect. So for a lot of those investors, as well as the general public looking for an alternative real estate play or something that's not correlated to the stock market, it's a really nice way for them to diversify that piece of their portfolio.
0: I love that. Now, for the listeners, we've talked about the different crowdfunding platforms that exist out there. We've talked about Reg CF, which is a relatively new option under the JOBS Act. And Regulation A uh, is limited to, I believe, $50 million in a single offering. Is that right?
1: That's correct.
0: It's a more difficult kind of offering to put to market. It's much more rigorous. There's a lot more demand on the sponsor in terms of both disclosures and, and filings. I believe all of your financials need to be audited financials, correct?
1: That's correct. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because when I was doing my due diligence on the company before I accepted the CEO role that to me was really important. As a leader of a company, as an employee of a company, or as an investor, I would not have been comfortable stepping in to an organization that did not produce audited financials and that was not transparent. So that transparency is very important to me.
0: Before we wrap up, I wonder if you can share with us a story, perhaps one of your clients, perhaps a success story that would particularly touch our listeners.
1: Sure. So we have one that um, we just featured in the last month or so that I thought was very touching. So uh, it was a borrower who was past due. He had inherited his mother's home, so it was the home he had grown up in. He then had a major medical issue. He developed cancer, and as a result of his medical treatment costs and loss of job related to being out of the office for medical, he fell past due. Uh, on his loan. His loan was in foreclosure before we purchased it, and we were able to work with him to modify that loan, keep him in, in his home. He's recovered from cancer. That whole experience changed his life, and he has now become a pastor. I love that. Yeah, and still residing in the home that he grew up in, which I think is really beautiful.
0: If folks want to learn a little bit more, how can they do that?
1: So, they can contact us at 866-AHP-TEAM by phone, or they can check us out on our new website, which is www.ahpservicing.com. And they'll have links there to our reggae offering, our audited statements, and other ways to get in touch with us. So absolutely encourage your listeners to reach out, start a dialogue. We're happy to answer any questions.
0: Well, Deanne, thank you so much for joining us today. For the listeners at home, definitely check out Deanne O'Donovan at ahpservicing.com. That's ahpservicing.com. And have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.